0: In the air here at on the ledge, that's love for your houseplants, of course. I'm Jane Perone, the host of this here show, your houseplant guide and mentor, leading you gently by the ear through the jungle that is the world of houseplant care. And in this week's show, I'm heading to Wisley, the famous RHS Garden in Surrey, in the UK, to experience their houseplant takeover firsthand. I answer a question about whitefly on hibiscus, and we meet listener Amy. It's been busy on the Patreon scene. We've got Maria, or is it Mariah, uh, a new patron at the legend level, and EJ and Ollie, who have joined as superfans. Welcome to the three of you, and thank you for supporting the show. And thank you to Caroline for writing a lovely review on Apple Podcasts, telling me that On the Ledge is her favourite horticultural podcast. Well, you have impeccable taste, Caroline. Thank you so much. And I got a lovely message from Laura, who sent me a picture of her newly rearranged plant area writing, my sister-in-law got me the painting for my birthday this week, aptly named Venus Eye Trap. So you're going to have to go to the show notes to see this picture, but it's an amazing picture of a Venus flytrap with eyeballs for traps. Laura, you just won the houseplant world. That's amazing. And you've got a great collection of plants there as well. So thank you for sending that through. I now want a Venus eye trap. Laura, you have a great sister. She obviously knows you well. And thanks to Charlie, who wanted to respond to the Q&A from episode 123 about the Raphidophora tetrasperma. Charlie has been really helping me with this one, been doing some experiments on plants at their work, which is way above and beyond. So thank you very much for that, Charlie. And what they did was this. They tried getting the plants rather on the dry side, then giving the plants extra water and monitoring them at every stage to see the reaction. And lo and behold, they found. Found that the plants did develop the same markings that Ashley found on her plant. If you recall, Ashley had got in touch to say that she was finding these darker markings on the underside of her Raphidophora tetrasperma leaves. That's the mini monster aroid that is very popular right now, and was wondering if this was normal. I speculated that it was some kind of edema, in other words, some kind of damage being done by overwatering, a sudden rush of water into the cells, causing them to burst. So Charlie writes, I soaked the terracotta pot at 8, 10 and 12 and by 8pm the leaf had the same markings. And I'll put a picture of the photos that Charlie sent in the show notes. And they've asked some co-workers if they've seen this in any other species and no one had. So Charlie wants to hear from more of you if anyone else has had this issue with Raphidophora tetrasperma. Because looking at the photos, they do look exactly the same as Ashley's. I'm going to experiment with my plant. So if you've got a Raphidophora and don't mind it being a bit of a guinea pig, then try this same experiment with yours. It doesn't seem to cause any lasting damage. And this may just be the plant's way of dealing with that burst of extra water. Uh, But do let me know if you've got any thoughts on this one. It's fascinating to see how different plants react. If you listen to episode 126, my joint podcast with the RHS Gardening Podcast, you'll have heard me talk about the houseplant takeover at RHS Garden Wisley. And I headed down there today to check it out in person. And boy, was I impressed. I was lucky enough to get a tour around the already very busy glass house. It was first thing in the morning, but the hordes were already arriving with someone who was really involved in the planning of this incredible installation. Picture, if you will, a lost and abandoned Victorian house that's been overrun by its dwellers, the house plants. And this just happens to be situated within the wonderfully large glass house at Wisley. There are plants that we know and love as houseplants, which are going nuts. That's all I can say. Smashing to pieces all the usual rules of plant display and all the much better for it. So without any further ado, let's get inside that glass house.
1: I'm Callum Munroy 4 and I look after tropical house uh, at Weasley Garden. Uh, I look after the display house and also manage a nursery house as well.
0: So you must be pretty excited right now because houseplants are taking over this amazing space. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, yeah, we're really, really excited to introduce this space and really encourage people to grow houseplants in their own space, really. Um, so this is our entire display is to really emphasise that and to really uh, encourage people to do that in their own space and play with not this traditional idea of having a pot and a plant, so having a... having plants interacting with their natural the environment that they're around
0: and what i love about this already having seen the photos and peering through the archway that we're near now is that i think a lot of us fall into the trap of just having house plants in pot with a cash pot which is really quite boring you're showing off here what you can do
1: yeah it's a bit more artistry there there's a bit more uh creative finessing going on in the display but we can
0: yeah, well, let's go, let's, yeah, let's go I'm know, getting excited now, I'm getting excited, let's start moving, because I want to see these plants. Before plots. we go in, I want
1: to point out something, which yep. isn't really houseplant related, but it's a super interesting plant.
0: Cool, always.
1: Um, oh, wow. Palace um, it smells of rotting meat, and um, it's got a carrion fly, which is a, it's a pollinator. Um, it's got a
0: few flies on there right now, Enjoy- I'm going to see if I can smell... Can I, I've got a terrible sense of smell, so I probably it's, can't even smell it. It's best first thing in the no, morning. No, I can't get anything off that, but then yeah, I can't the smell sun, anything. As soon
1: as the sun comes oh, on okay. it in the morning, that's when it's most pungent.
0: It's uh, a good six foot tall, maybe taller, and it's yeah. it's a very impressive plant. Um, yeah, I, those flies look like they're having a ball up there. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry to sorry No, to that's fantastic.
0: Out. No, yeah, like always, one is attracted to a plant, and then you've just mm. got to go and check it out.
1: Exactly. So... Welcome to the welcome to the Monstera Mansion, as we've sort of colloquially known. What to, better, known as.
0: what kind of better kind of mansion is there than that? Yeah. So it's, this has been a really really
1: fun project. Here we've got on the left hand side we've got our, our our study room where we've got cacti playing chess and we've got Monstera sort of controlling the cacti pieces. And this cacti board you could quite easily replicate at home. It would be quite an easy one to copy, or get inspiration from. Um, Yeah,
0: since I put this on Instagram a few days ago, I've had so many people saying, I am so doing that. It's amazing. (laughs) And you're right. You know, you've got the little Euphorbia Ibiza as the the pawns and then you've got some sort of taller cacti Mm. of the the king and the queen. It looks awesome. And as you say, you could do that at home without too much work. And then either side, you've got the wonderful, I'm glad it's roped off because I can imagine a few people leaning over and trying to get cuttings of Mm. these variegated monstrous um they look like they've survived okay so far without too much uh... they, so they're actually like
1: disguised into the chair somewhat so they've got a got a certain amount of rooting medium around them so they've yeah. got quite a lot of um
0: and they haven't been denuded by people taking cuttings too much so far uh, not, not that we could see as of yet but yeah because this is such a desirable plant isn't it is it? It's, it's one it's... of
1: those which is like one coming quite an iconic so, sort of, especially these variegated styles no leafs, the exact same they're all they're all slightly all slightly different and yeah so they're and they're becoming very sought after very they are after indeed they
0: are indeed the prices for these guys are ridiculous although yes. i think it's starting to come down as nurseries start to produce and have, them and have more, more propagations readily, coming yeah. through so yeah hopefully i i keep telling people hang on because uh, the prices are coming down I also want to talk about this wonderful cabinet of delights that we've got here. This is a really good idea too because you can go into a junk shop and pick up yeah. a cabinet like this, which is... Well, that's very of, much
1: what we did. We, um, did you
0: actually? Is that how you did it? Yeah, we,
1: we very much went to charity shops, old second-hand furniture shops, and we've really planted things up and let let our imagination really run, run wild. So here, one of the top plants in here for me is the um the alocasia stingray um as as you can see we can't see but the leaves look like little stingrays it's a really nice little cultivar and the leaves in optimum environment can get quite big and um, yeah so we quite like that one i love the way it's coming
0: out of the the little the little pigeon holes in the desk Mm, that is awesome it's it's really fun and you know you could i guess you could do something like this at home and have it planted up for a few months and then bring the changes. Exactly, it's, it's yeah. just bringing a bit of fun to um, to houseplants, which I think is awesome. It's a
1: creative way of displaying them. Really. It, really it really is. Really, really worked with quite a lot.
0: And have mm. you had a good reaction from people coming to visit? Have people been ooing and aahing? Yeah, I think I think
1: people are really really enjoying it, and really, I, I when I come out into, into the display area, I find people saying, "Oh, isn't that a good idea?" Looking at their like shoes or looking at the clock. It's like people coming around talking to other people and actually sharing the ideas making sure that nobody misses anything it's one of those displays where you really have to go around a couple of times and see it from loads of different angles to get the proper appreciation of the display
0: and you really have there's loads of attention to detail here as well which i love i love the way that the the sign there the sign about aerial routes and uh, of the epipremnum which is kind of like a tapestry style yeah, uh, a framed picture. Sort of, yeah. That's so cool. That's a really nice touch to make it really feel like it is a house. It's a real home. I want to go and look at this clock though. Yes, yes. Um it is again, you could get a clock from a junk shop and make this yourself at home quite easily. And we've got a couple of uh epipremnum, old skin
1: dapsus. And an epipremnum. Yeah. Um so we've got Epigremnum Aurea, I think Marble Queen is the cultivar, the variegated one. Um, can't quite remember what the Scindapsus cultivar is. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, I don't recognise that one. It's not the usual one, is it? No,
1: it's more of an unusual one. Um, Yeah, i didn't bring my my list with
0: me. (laughs) Don't worry, it's (laughs) fine. Plant names come and go out of my (laughs) my brain too. And again, you've got a, a little side table here with the same effect, lots of plants pouring out of there. How long did this take to put together? Was this so the whole display? Um, we started building,
1: so it took two weeks for us to build the entire display. So everything, including all the, the, of the features and all the background, that took two weeks to build and, and paint. And so it took, and then we moved in and with the plants and started really planting it up. And so the whole process was a two, two and a half week process.
0: Let's wander on yes. and see what else we've got to see. Was, uh, I'll point out a couple of bits yeah. as we're walking through.
1: So here we've got the Epipremnums all climbing up the stairs as well. And the eschampus scrambling over and the begonia's scrambling over as well.
0: That's and, nice, that begonia. I don't know which one that is, but that's a really nice, uh, with the flower, the white, uh, classic white begonia flowers that's rather lovely actually uh, uh
1: that's a species begonia called yeah. uh begonia selanthera
0: okay um, i've got lots of beg- real yeah. serious begonia fans on my podcast who will be uh excited, interested yeah. excited about that one <laughs> um and this ball of air plants that's awesome How, yes. what, Is that a base what's the so, frame that that's on actually, actually that's
1: I'll let you into a little secret. There's two hanging baskets wired together. Okay, that, old, the that air, old
0: trick. Yeah, yes, I've
1: it. heard that one before, um, yeah. And the air are all just wired on the Talandia It's actually a Tillandsia called Talandia um which is more of a tropical Talansia. Um And we, we, use, we use this one quite a lot in a lot of our displays it's really great
0: plan. if you wanted to invest in that many to land you, you could again you could recreate that home or you could do something a little bit less uh full or and large and make something similar yeah
1: totally you could always you can always mount these things on in a variety of situations
0: and whose shoes have you used you got a couple of so, s- some slingbacks here or court shoes with, yeah so
1: these <laughs> with are actually, um they were ha- the red ones were donated from one of our directors and the black ones were one of our managers as well. Oh, right, so, okay,
0: they are so actually... So there
1: is some actual uh, RHS <laughs> provenance behind them.
0: So that's awesome, um, that is awesome.
1: One of my favourite little features is the staghorn above the fire and it's a staghorn fern. Yeah, so that's brilliant. It looks brilliant. like a um a mounted sort yeah. of um stag's head above the fire, which we don't really... Which we're not obviously encouraging, but... It's a fern and it's just, yes, a, plant. It's that quite looks a awesome. positive, clever little clay.
0: Yeah, that's really, really nice. And you've got the, the wonderful string of hearts, uh, coming down all around it, which is such a popular plant and so easy to grow. Um, and that looks awesome too. And I'm glad to see you've got some, I never know whether to say clivias or clivias. I would say clivia, but. Well, I clivia, so would clivia. I. And I keep getting corrected by Americans, but <laughs> I, I've got somebody, I've got a clivia specialist coming on the podcast soon to talk about those. I'm quite, <laughs> I'm getting quite into those actually I've unexpectedly yeah. finding them getting back into these retro delights um, so that's that's great to see and I love this chair with uh, we've got an, a, a sort of a wooden chair with the the classic diva plant alocasia poly in there yeah, I think that is and is, some is. parlor palms as well again you could do that at home I presume that's just got some landscape fabric yeah, so stapled in there yeah it's got some um, fab, it's got a um, a membrane underneath and then it's fundamentally
1: just as you treat any other fossil plant in a yeah. way um, so that's just a fun little fun little idea and the whole idea behind the dining room was that it's generally quite a shady spot or not dining room the, sorry this study <laughs> area it's quite shady there's not a lot of natural light available so we've got quite a lot of shade lovers yeah in this area which is, mm. so the whole um, plan of the uh house we um, really designed it to have areas which had shade, sun and we designed the plants to fit that sort of context as well so for instance in the bathroom which is a humid environment we've got more humid loving plants yeah. for example
0: which is really the key success isn't it just matching yeah. your environment to, to the right plants because otherwise uh, that's when plant death is at <laughs> when you fail to do that as yeah. we all know, so we've right. all experienced Oh, it's getting busy in here now. It it's is. obviously really, really popular coming up to half term. I guess next week you'll be dealing with lots of hordes of people coming around yeah, with kids. Well, That's
1: which exciting. Is great. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different way for kids to interact with plants. Because a lot of the time they'll they'll see them just in like we say, like we've been talking about, just in plots. It makes it more of an immersive experience. Having it all around you, like and you actually you almost touch some of the plants on places like um, and you can really see colours, you can see textures and forms all together so it's a really for us it's a really good way of getting all sorts of people into into plants not necessarily just kids but all sorts of people sort of ranging from kids to young adults to people who might not have who have, might have grown plants in
0: their hear, entire lives so. I hear a lot from a lot of people who had plants in the past and then mm. sort of gave them up in the 80s and 90s and then a bit rediscovering things that they used to love and we're moving into the bedroom area now I'm overawed by this awesome wall, which includes a massive area of spider plants. <laughs> I know that's not the most sexy plant in yeah, here, but, but I just love that spider plant effect. It's of having... great
1: when it's just really let to, let to do its own thing yeah. and really let to sprawl over an area. Yeah, it's um... amazing.
0: But the, the real star of the show here is this four-poster bed covered in bronze, covered in bromeliads, with the lovely pineapples as finials, which is mm. great because actually. I guess it's a real pineapple as opposed to a wooden pineapple. Which yeah, is, it's very clever. I don't know who came up with that, but that I, salute was them. Me. <laughs> I salute them. Okay,
1: well not, done. Not, not, <laughs> not ble- anything, no, that but. is
0: absolutely awesome, and uh, it just looks so colourful and bright. And I mean, I don't want to go and lie on it because that would ruin the plant. But it does give me <laughs> a sense of like a really reminds me of a really colourful quilt or something. Yeah, that was really the effect we were going for, yes. and giving a really like
1: bright vibrant tropical effect yeah and i might also draw your eye to that little vericia there oh this splendid orchid uh, orchid familiar here vericia glutinosia originally from trinidad um absolutely awesome flower spike it's about a meter high bright red and he's doing his hair in the mirror sort of thing
0: (laughs) that's amazing that is lovely that's really nice (laughs) Okay, we're moving on. Um, I guess we're coming to the kitchen now. So, oh yeah,
1: the kitchen. We've got all sorts of crazy things going on. We've got we've filled it with carnivorous plants, plants which are insect-eating plants. So we've got Pinguiculas, we've got Nepenthes. We've even got some Saracenias in there as well. And it's all mounted with a really fine layer of moss So it's the kind of natural environment a lot of these plants would really like as well. Yeah,
0: completely. And they're becoming so popular, the Lepenthes now, so much more easy to get your hands on. Mm. And the kitchen really is the perfect place to put them, isn't it? Because you are in a high humidity environment and uh, they'd be very happy there. Uh, Yeah, this looks really stunning. I bet this took some time to put together, though, because uh, it's all about the the attention to detail here.
1: Yes, very much so. Um, And so it does the whole... um, the whole ethos behind the whole display is that we really want it to look like it's always been there so to speak and so those like finessing those details are so crucial to that for us we find
0: and you know you could the, the, there's a, a old copper frying pan with some saracenias in it again you could do that at home uh, and grow them quite happily and then they don't really need any drainage as long mm. as you keep them nice and moist that would that would be a lovely display again that you could easily recreate at home one of my uh,
1: one of my favourite features on this area is these little aeonium saucers. Oh, they yeah. look, look like they're on the uh, on the draining board, <laughs> like plates sort of thing. I know yeah, they're not they're... carnivorous, but they look they look great. They are really cool plants. Yeah, they are really, cool really,
0: cool yeah, they're really really cool. Okay, let's move on through the crowds. Ah, oh, now this is the uh, dining area. Now I love the fact that you've got the ZZ plant coming out of this dining chair because. This is kind of how I picture this plant as a real bruiser. Mm. It is a hugely <coughs> vigorous plant. Yeah. I mean, it, having it bursting through that chair is it's really just like, effective. Whoa. <laughs> it's so, awesome.
1: For me, here, having, there's plants here, they're all sitting around the table, they're having a bit of a tea party. One of them might have had a glass too much wine and <laughs> fallen off his chair, and there's a bottle of champagne exploding mid flow but what i love most about this area is our little baby cactus in the cactus oh, chair that is,
0: i was just gonna say that is so cool i guess that's some kind of a puntier yeah he's um, in the
1: plenty yeah i
0: just think that it looks so cool and it's kind of like he's having a tantrum in his exactly. high chair and uh yeah he's being contained by the uh by the bars which is, is brilliant and the, the champagne bottle with the uh curio rollin is coming out of it again that's amazing that is whoever came up, if that was you absolutely that is really really clever um it's that was just,
1: actually one of my colleagues oh that's yeah, it's yeah. very
0: very clever and you've got you know snake pants coming out of another chair <clears throat> dracenas it's just very cleverly done and i now want to rip open all my dining <laughs> chairs and fill them with plants which is great i'm sure my family will be very keen on that idea And <laughs> I'd wear
1: a dust mask if you're going to do it at home
0: oh gosh right because
1: some of these older chairs they can't have like
0: right full of all All sorts (laughs) of strange
1: fibers in so yeah i'd wear a mask just in case
0: yeah no that's very good advice that's very good advice and again you could just take one tiny element of this like the like the spanish moss coming down off the light fitting that would be one small part of this that you could bring to your own home very there, much so is there anything else here that you wanted to point out that, that would be quite nice and um for me i quite like this uh, little drinks cabinet here oh yes um, so we've got an
1: exploding globe filled with uh old drink <laughs> empty drink bottles and but you could quite easily replicate that in your home environment and just have the two working together quite nicely as yeah well.
0: yeah that is awesome there are so many things here that i absolutely love uh it's a real treat that what you've created here how long is this in place for how long is um so we're actually so sorry yeah we're that's actually...
1: right, we had, we had
0: a locked over <laughs> uh guide pole
1: <laughs> um we're actually uh, it's going to be open to the 1st of march okay um so, so plenty
0: we... of time still to come and, and take yeah
1: plenty of time and a, really recommend coming it's hard to describe without coming and seeing it yeah because... there'll
0: be lots of photos in my show notes no, on my website so no, you no, no. can come and have a uh, look at the look at the pictures as with as they're listening to us talk so hopefully that will give a really good sense yeah and i um, think it's great to see see a, a real a real iconic garden like R- wisley really kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can do with houseplants and showing how you can just do something a bit different and not you know lovely and wonderful though it is to see houseplants arranged impeccably on staging mm. it's really nice to have a totally different approach where you can see something really really different
1: yeah
0: is there one plant in here that that most that draws the most attention uh when you're seeing people look around i'm wondering if it might be one of I these mean, really tall cacti or the I think it's actually euphorbia
1: pearls?
0: oh euphorbia of course <laughs> yeah of course i should um get that right
1: yeah it's fine it's fine
0: it is let me just um, get the full name oh it's it's in games, okay, so you've all been your ingains That is a a good size plant. Again That one's I, a
1: really quick grower. It's well. yeah,
0: you can get those up to quite a big size in not that much. So time. we've actually
1: got another one which is permanently planted in uh the flavoured. Right. Um and that one is has oh. grown from a cutting. Yeah. Um and it's now about eight foot high and that's after about two years, three years. It's a really fast grower you grow yeah your. Um, really cool thing as well.
0: And do you do you take your work home with you? Do you have plants at home, or is, oh, is it yeah. enough here to have all the plants? Yeah, the I, did a, I
1: did a head count of my um, collection at home, and I have 162 house plants. Okay, great. Which is quite 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 a significant number. So you
0: come home from work and you basically start tending your own house plants. Well, I, <laughs> I do it by
1: a room, on a room by room basis. Right. I do a room a day. <laughs> oh,
0: that's very very wise. I forgot about the bathtub. I, I'd seen pictures of this.
1: A platycerium in the bath, take your shower. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is awesome. And again, people often don't put plants in their bathroom, but it's one of the best places really to...
1: I totally agree.
0: ...accommodate plants. Uh, platyceriums on the wall, absolutely loving the humidity. Would be great. Pretty draw your attention to the um, shower head. Oh, yeah.
1: the, the uh, string of pearls
0: yes that's 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 a great effect that blonde is so handy for so it many is, different effects and it's also bombproof proof as well yeah yeah so. really really easy to accommodate in different ways and you've got loads of i guess that is that kind of like your bath mat in the front with yeah, the yeah, with exactly. the baby is it baby's tears so um, most of them are pileers we've got
1: some ferns oh, okay. in there as well um yeah so we've got a whole range of interesting ferns which really like that high humidity which is yeah. gained from the shower falling down and the water so they're getting constant moisture throughout yeah, the day yeah
0: yeah that's awesome yeah it's really really great I mean I don't know how on earth you installed that core foot bath there but <laughs> in that, I bet that was a fun day it was
1: <laughs> it involved lots of um, agonising with bricks and getting it level oh
0: wow and,
1: okay and a certain amount of swearing yeah, those <laughs> things
0: are really heavy they're really really heavy those bulbs. Uh, but it looks amazing. Um, how much day-to-day maintenance does this installation require?
1: Every morning we come out, we'll check it, we'll check what plants need watering, what what plants are getting tired, what plants need cleaning up. Um, so we'll spend about an hour, uh, at least three, four of us a day on it. Yeah. Um, so it's quite an intensive display, Yeah. but been great fun to do as well.
0: Yeah. A real a really good challenge and I'm sure it's uh, been keeping you very very busy. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I'm going to say once again, That's, thank yeah. you very much, Callum. And if you want to get along to Wisley to see the amazing exhibition, it's on until the 1st of March. Just be warned, this weekend, the 15th to 16th of February 2020, is going to be a bit stormy here in the UK. And it's quite possible that Wisley will decide to shut its doors for safety reasons. So do check before travelling if you are planning to go in the next few days. All the details of the exhibition are on my website, show notes, janeperone.com, along with lots of wonderful photos. And do check out Callum's own Instagram, which is Plants with Callum. And now it's time to meet the listener.
2: Hello, plenty people. My name is Amy, and I am so excited to be a listener that you're meeting. Um, I grew up in Ohio in the middle of nowhere in the United States, but I am living in beautiful, chaotic Mexico City for the last year and a half. Uh, I've been here teaching English and accumulating lots and lots of houseplants.
0: Question one. There's a fire and all your plants are about to burn. Which one do you grab as you escape?
2: So if there was a fire, this is a really tough question. I think, ah, goodness. I would have to choose a little baby Echeveria that I got a few months ago from the Botanical Garden at UNAM, which is the biggest university here in town. They have a program where you can adopt plants that are endangered out in the wild. So I have a a Echeveria setosa minor. It's so cute and fuzzy. And um, the idea is maybe someday if I take really good care of him and maybe propagate new babies Babies, they might be planted again out in the wild. Either that or a golden barrel cactus because it's the same. And uh, we named him Picos Bill because Picos means pokey things. Get it? Like the American, you know, the legendary figure in literature, Pecos Bill, but Picos Bill. Pretty proud of that one. Gotta give credit to my husband for that joke. Question two.
0: What is your favorite episode of On The Ledge?
2: My favorite episode of the podcast, I mean, it's tough to choose, really. I was so excited when I found On The Ledge. I listened to most of the catalog in like three days. But I really enjoyed number 103 about houseplants and sustainability. Specifically, it talked a lot about peat moss, which is something that I knew nothing about. I'm not brave enough to try my hand at raising carnivorous plants. But I just found it really fascinating and eye-opening. Yeah, so 103 is is my top.
0: Question three, which Latin name do you say to impress people?
2: I actually took a few years of Latin in high school. I don't know why the adults in my life let me study Latin instead of something more useful, like for example, Spanish. So I use a lot of Latin names when I'm describing my plants, but I think, unsurprisingly, I, like a lot of people, love to say Monstera deliciosa, because it sounds like a spell from Harry Potter. Question
0: four. Crassulation, acid metabolism, or gutation?
2: I would say, I mean, all of the metabolism processes of plants are just fascinating and magical to me, but gutation, I think, is the cooler of the two <laughs> just based on what I get to experience on a day-to-day or I should say night-to-night basis. It's really cute that my plants get night sweats. I didn't really understand what was happening for a few months earlier this year. I had to do a lot of googling to figure out what was going on but it's really fun to think of myself as an amateur 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 biologist and I think it's really beautiful in the morning. I get great morning sun through an east-facing window and the dewdrops or the water that accumulates from guttation that took place over the night can be really beautiful.
0: Question five. Would you rather spend £200 on a variegated Monstera or £200 on 20 interesting cacti?
2: Living in Mexico, £200 will get me a lot more than 20 interesting cacti. So definitely option B. I don't know. A variegated Monstera, of course, looks beautiful, but I think... The more, the merrier has been my philosophy towards houseplants.
0: (laughs) I love that philosophy. That is very nice to hear from you, Amy. And if you want to put yourself forward for me, the listener, drop a line to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for question of the week. Andy got in touch to ask about how to control whitefly That has been hitting up his hibiscus tree, which is growing indoors. Ah, yes, whitefly. Latin name, Tria Lerodes. Vaporaroriorum that's impossible to say Uh, but what I I like to call them glasshouse whitefly Um, they're these little tiny fluttery things uh, that get on the backs of your plant leaves and leave this horrible sticky stuff which is called honeydew that then encourage mold you sometimes get ants coming in to feed on the honeydew and it all gets very messy so what can you do about whitefly on hibiscus Well, you can get some sticky traps, those yellow sticky traps that you might also use for fungus gnats. Uh, They will be a good way of dealing with some of the problem. But I also think you need to hit your plant up with some kind of soap based insecticidal spray um, and just keep going with that. Put the plant in the bath if you can and just spray regularly to get rid of those infestations I have heard of people vacuuming plants with a brush attachment to re- remove white fly. Haven't tried it myself. Can't quite picture it, but, if you've got a plant with reasonably sturdy leaves and that might be worth a go if you don't mind having a vacuum bag full of whitefly. Actually it sounds pretty gross but I don't know perhaps that works for some people. Uh, Make sure generally also that your plant is in good health because whitefly unlike any other pest will target plants that are stressed so perhaps your hibiscus needs a bit of extra love. Check the soil, make sure it's not root bound And just keep applying that insecticidal soap spray until you don't see any more whitefly for a good period of time. Because the life cycle is such that they will be hatching out over a period of days and weeks and they reproduce really, really quickly. So numbers can get out of control very quickly. And you may think that you've solved the problem and then, hey, presto, here they come. And of course, they can fly. So they will move to your other plants. So definitely worth quarantining this one away from other plants if you possibly can. I hope that helps, Andy. And if you've got a question for On The Ledge, drop me a line on the ledge podcast at gmail.com. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I am taking a week off next week because... Well, it's my birthday, so I'm going to have a week's break from the show. Don't worry, I'll be back the following week and I will be doing some interviews for upcoming shows in my week off. So I won't be sitting around doing nothing. Fear not. But I will be back with the next episode two weeks hence. So as always, thank you for listening and do come back in a couple of weeks for the next episode of on the ledge, not on the shelf, as it was called when I appeared on a BBC radio show called You and Yours this week talking about rare plants. Uh, If you want to listen to that, then I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, You can hear me talking with Paul Holt of North One Garden Centre about rare plants. But in the meantime, I hope you got some plants for Valentine's Day. And if not, buy yourself a plant. Why not? You deserve it. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll and Enthusiast by Tours, both licensed under Creative Commons. See the show notes at janeperone.com for details.